Welcome to the Covenant Podcast today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we're glad that you are tuning in wherever you may be and however you may be tuning in and joining us. Um, one of the things that I have always loved is I love a good story. Um, and so uh, I find myself always attracted to to hearing other people's stories, especially stories that it's unbelievable stories and so I want to talk about one today that um, I stumbled across probably about eight years ago Um, before I do though I want to read a scripture first Corinthians um, is a letter that a man named Paul wrote to a church and in chapter 3 verse 6 not verse 6 verse 7 I'm sorry he said so neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but only God who gives the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God gives the growth. About eight years ago, um, I was intrigued by a documentary that I saw advertised on television. And so my wife and I watched the documentary. And the name of the documentary was called um, Searching for the Sugar Man. And it was about uh, this artist. He was a singer. He was a songwriter. His name was Sixto Rodriguez. And he simply went by the stage name Rodriguez. And so in 1970 and in 1972, he recorded two albums. Um, one was called Code Flack. Code Fact, not Fly, Code Fact, and the other was coming from reality. And the genre of Rodriguez's music was that of, uh, it was anti-racist, it was, um, it was justice music, it was um, the kind of revolutionary style of music you think of, you know, like the Bob Marley or, or the Bob Dylans or, or those of the world. And his his records they never took off. I mean, his, he only sold like a few records here in the United States, and because of that, the label that um, he was recording under dropped him. He wasn't selling any records. It happens. Um, and actually, a few years later, the label that that had him they they ended up going under as well. And so Rodriguez disappeared. Well, what happened was. In South Africa, during the same time, uh, the South African government was led by the apartheid, which was a very, basically a white supremacist government that suppressed minorities. And so during this time, somebody had gathered these two records that this man named Rodriguez had made. And somewhere in the late 70s, early 80s, uh, around there, and had brought them to South Africa. And people listened to these records. And and all of a sudden, the music, this anti-racist, this social justice, this message that he was bringing, 
began to take a foothold in the underground movement of South Africa to the point that they started bootlegging and copying these records and selling them. He became so popular, Rodriguez's music did, that they said that the number of records that he would have sold that they put out, he would have been platinum in the United States, which is over a million records sold. One person says that Rodriguez, this guy who recorded two albums in America that went nowhere, these same two records went overseas to South Africa to people who are struggling for equality and justice in the world. It takes root, and it says he sold more albums than Elvis Presley. And so the story that these South Africans had was this man who his music was creating some sort of movement and justice in our society. Who is this Rodriguez character? And then the, the story that he had committed suicide after his records failed, he became so depressed that he committed, he committed suicide. And there is even one wild story that at his last show, because there was hardly anybody there, he set himself on fire and burned himself alive in front of the people in the audience, and and that was one of the. But the the common thing was is that he had killed himself, and and he was he was nowhere around. And these were the only two records that they had. And man, wouldn't it be awesome if we had some more Rodriguez records? Because I mean, millions of copies in South Africa. Um, one person said that if you were a South African coming out of the apartheid, which ended in the early 90s everybody had two records one was the collaboration record of rodriguez and the other one was the beatles white album is how popular this guy was so after the apartheid ended um uh, two gentlemen who were just enthusiastic Rodriguez fans decided what they were going to do is they were going to go in search of this guy's story. They were going to come to America and find out who it was. That's why the, the name of the show is called Searching for the Sugar Man. Sugar Man was one of his, his popular songs on one of his albums. And so maybe he's got some kids. Maybe he's got some children. Maybe there's people that knew him personally. and they were, So they were going to make a documentary on the people that knew their hero, their musical legend, so, sort of like the foundation of, of who they were musically. And, and they were going to bring it back and share it with, with the South Africans. So the only thing they really had was on some of these pirated records was the label of the um, the the rec- the recording uh, who recorded it who produced it and and th- these people were now defunct. And, I mean, you know, this is twenty five years later. Well, they finally f- find a name, the person who helped produce the record, and so they find this guy and they tell him that hey, we're from South South Africa and Rodriguez is the biggest name in South Africa, and this guy's just appalled. He's like. He barely sold 50 records in the United States, and you're telling me he sold millions? And say, yes, and, and he's you know a revolutionary and all this stuff. And does he have any children? Yeah, he has children. Uh, and and so they're just getting all this information to put this together. And finally, they asked the producer, the guy. They said, "So can you tell us 
when Rodriguez committed suicide and he took his own life, you know, what were the what were the situation around that? And the producer looked at him and said, Rodriguez is still alive. He lives in Detroit. And their mouths dropped. I mean, can you imagine if all of a sudden it's a, Elvis is still alive, which I'm, I kind of think he is. But if it was proven that he is still alive, he's he's hanging out in Detroit. And so they book it up there. And they can't, they can't believe all their lives this guy's dead. The hero, the person who has wrote revolutionary music, has led them you know, through an apartheid, is alive. And so they go and they find this old-aged Sixto Rodriguez living in a one-bedroom shack, basically, in Detroit. He has no television. He has no internet. He has no cell phone. He had, I mean, he's, he's working in a construction company, uh, that he's just really too old to be working, but he's got to make money. And so they meet with him and they're like, you know, you realize that you are probably could be, you're worth millions and he laughs them off. And, and so they basically convince him to come to back to South Africa where, you know, he's like, he's like the Beatles and, so he goes and he's just given rock star treatment and they set up a tour of South Africa, which, you know, it's it's not like tour in America where there's, you know, sixty thousand seat football stadiums everywhere. But like the first week they sell out everywhere they go in the first leg of the tour, Rodriguez he makes seven hundred thousand dollars in the first week, and it's like he's he's just mind blowing, and and so the the documentary, which is just, it's just it's a fascinating story, it follows him around, and and part of the the interesting dynamic to me is um, he made this music that changed people's lives you know when you think about the apartheid in south africa and some of you know the story you've got the nelson mandela's the heroes that help lead and make change in this sort of racist unjust uh, environment but a lot of people a majority of the people will be like the music of rodriguez inspired us the music of this man because music can inspire Music shapes generations and cultures. And this guy's music, and the only thing he knew about his music was that he had sold 40, 50, 100 cop records back in the early 70s, and then they fired him. And he, he commented about how moved it was to be a part of this apartheid and change, and he never even knew it. He never even knew it. He recorded something way back when. And the effects of this failure, which is what he saw it as, this failure ended up creating a revolution for justice and change in a corrupt government system. Which brings me back to 1 Corinthians. 
So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything. But only God who gives the growth. Rodriguez planted the seeds for that album. He probably watered it. But after that, it was up to God to grow it and to take it and to make change with it. Have you ever started something and you've just become so frustrated because it was like, this is going nowhere. Well, maybe it's not your job to grow this. Maybe you're just simply to plant and do a little watering. Because when we concentrate on planting seeds and watering seeds instead of expectations and results, then we become a lot more content and realize all that we can do is put our time and energy in this. But the growth, the outcome, the result, well, that that's in God's hands. And that's in God's time. And so I, 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 would, I would say this even, that the holiness, the sacredness of the things we produce comes in our work and our intention, not the results. I want to say that again. The holiness and the sacredness is not in the result, but it's in our effort and our intention and our planting. Think about raising a child. Ultimately, the way that child <laughs> that child turns out is between them and God. But we, we plant and we water. But how they turn out is up to God. And you might say it this way. Sometimes it's in God's hands. And also, we might not ever, ever see the fruits of our labor. We might not. It might be. I mean, I, I heard a, a teacher that, that a retired teacher um, tell me one time one of the greatest stories they had was years after they retired. And this was like a second grade teacher. Many years after they retired, they had a former student who they barely remembered a long time ago. They hadn't seen him in 40 years come up and just hug and said, you changed my life in second grade. You changed my life. The teacher barely remembered having the student. But somewhere, 40 years ago, she planted the seed. She did a little bit of watering that was holy and that was sacred. And 40 years later, all of a sudden she had somebody say, "Ah, because of that, this came about. So don't get frustrated. If you're doing something and it's not going the way you want it to go or it's uh, or you feel like a failure, oh, maybe your failure is God's using to create and overthrow an apartheid in another country. And you might not see it, but it's simply the effort. It's simply planting the seeds. It's simply watering the seeds. I'll never forget when I started this podcast. Well, it's been a year and a half ago. Somebody said, what if nobody listens to it? And I said, that... That might happen, but I'm just enjoying getting on here and, and talking. And if one person likes it, great. Two people don't. I'm just, but what God does with it is God. And God might say, you know what? This is terrible. I don't want to do anything with it. 
but it's still an effort. The effort and the energy is what holy and is what is sacred. So just remember, whatever you feel called to do, do it. Whatever you feel called to create, create it. And don't create it expecting results. Create it because you have a love and a passion. And God will always, always take that and use it for something good. We just might not ever see it. And we can be content with that. So um, that's the podcast today, my friends. Just let your effort and your energy be holy and sacred. Um, You can follow us. Um, on Facebook, check us out at CovenantChurchOfAda.com. This Sunday, we're going to be week two of Advent, and uh, we are going to be talking about the shepherds. Last Sunday, we talked about the wise men, Sunday the shepherds, and man, we there is a lot of interesting background when it comes to shepherds um, that, that come and kneel at the manger of Jesus. So I hope you all have a good week. I hope you be be safe, everybody, and I hope to see you either 8.45 or 10.45 on Sunday, and uh, we'll be having an Advent masked um, social distance Sunday school class in between there. Anyway, God bless. Have a good week. Sugar man, won't you hurry? Cause I'm tired of these scenes. For a blue coin, won't you bring back all those colors to my dreams? <laughs>